Welcome to Point Your Toes, The Adventures of an NYC Dance Teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. With that being said, let's get into today's topic. The State of the Union, but not really the State of the State. So I didn't know was a thing. I I did not know at all it was a thing. I'm pretty sure just like the governor just addressed the state, but as usual, New York's being fancy for no reason. So Governor Cuomo, Mm -hmm. uh, Cuomo, 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 uh, did a state of the state recently, uh, like for a couple days before this podcast will be aired, uh, after this podcast will be aired. He, um, and talked about numerous things, but as per usual, point your toes, we're concerned about the arts. Mm-hmm. So for those living in New York City, no, this city is not dead. That is just not accurate. However, it is quite odd that the heart of the city, which is New York, which is um, Broadway, is still dark and has been dark for so long that many of the businesses in that area have gone completely dark. Or, you know, have shut down completely. So, like, it is, it is weird that the heart of the city is just kind of non-existent at the moment. Yeah, and I mean, so, and I, it's, last year, um, Broadway contributed to, and these are facts, this is, like, from an actual thing. Uh, Broadway contributed a loan to $14 billion in New York City's economy. And last summer, and I'm quoting, uh, I'm quoting the Washington Post right now, last summer, a Brookings Institute report estimated that the creative economy accounts for 8.8 million workers and 1.7 trillion in revenue um, for the state. I mean, that's, that's insane, right? We've talked on this podcast before about the crazy amounts of people who work in um, let's use what the Washington Post said, the creative economy, right? So theater, film, television, concerts, like arts, right? Like art exhibits, like all of that. We already knew that, right? I think a lot of us who are also in the arts already knew, like there's a lot more people than you think. But what's something I really thought about was the amount of money, right? Like one season, one season alone was $14 billion abroad into New York City. I'm pretty sure that that's like the running number one financial contribution to New York City is Broadway. Yes. That's just Broadway too. Like, like, let me pause. Like, that's not, that's not film, film and television, which brings oh. in a lot of money. That's not concerts. That's not touring. That's not off Broadway. That's not art exhibits. It's just Broadway brought in 14 billion. And oh. that last summer, trillion dollars in revenue that's a lot of money because and so this is the thing of how when i knew the virus was serious when they basically told these people that run new york like they are the people that run new york city that make all these money these investors these producers they basically tell them "Mm, we're shutting out anyway so for them to get kind of told f you we need to shut down i knew it was bad but that aside 
it's something I was talking about with my uh, family who are not theater people. They love theater, but they don't understand it. And they were just like, oh, well, I wonder how much, you know, a Broadway show brings in a week. And I said, oh, you guys aren't nerds like me that checks how much Broadway shows bring in a week. It's, it's easily accessible on Broadway.com, Broadway World. You can see mm-hmm. how much shows bring in a week. The Lion King, which has been running since 1998, and it was in its second theater, or still is, I haven't heard anything yet, in its second theater, mm-hmm. averages a million dollars a week. Every week. Yeah. 365 days a year. Like, it always, The mm-hmm. Lion King has been averaging a million dollars since 1998. Wicked also averages, is, has mainly remained in the Millionaire's Club, uh, Phantom of the Opera usually pulls down. It Phantom is weird. Sometimes it pulls anywhere from five. It'll average five hundred thousand, but a lot of times it'll average a million a week too during tourist mm-hmm. peak season. Chicago. So, oh, Chicago's yeah. another one. They regularly averaged it. You know, and shows have popped in and out that have done again are huge money makers. Um, Book of Mormon was another. They averaged Millionaires Club for a very long time. Hamilton stayed at the Millionaires Club, mm-hmm. like. And when I say stayed, that they're consistently made a million dollars in a seven day period. And mind you, Broadway's yeah. dark once a week, so technically a six. And day. it's and it's just like so. It's a lot of money, right? Like even if you have, even when you have to pay the big name actors and the producers and the directors and the stagehands and everyone, a million dollars is a week is a, it's a fuck ton of money. Like, so it is, which is why you can have those big name celebrities because they'll do the show for an eight week limited engagement, but their pay was made in one week. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, there's been this, there's been this whole thing going on, which, you know, I'm sure the majority of our listeners are artists or parents or siblings or have some sort of connection to the arts community and they're feeling it, right? So like there's been lots of, um, I would say, um, I can't, now I just lost my train of thought on the word. Uh, like uplifting is not the word, but um, like uh, almost like uplifting, promising, maybe that's the word I'm thinking yes. of, promising articles that have come out this week about, um, you know, it seems like after a slow start for a couple of weeks, vaccine distribution is starting to rev up, like actually rev up. Um, and so there's been a lot of promising articles, you know, where Fauci weighs in, other doctors and health officials have weighed in, um, industry leaders have weighed in about like, I think Fauci did an article the other day where he spoke with Broadway World and a couple other uh, resources that he is estimating that there can be butts in seats of theaters uh, by the fall and when he said that he also said like yes you still have to wear a mask because those are going to be around for a little while longer fine right even if you're vaccinated fine but he was basically saying like i think he said like especially if theaters have the ability to go in and um put in like the HEPAVAX, like the HVAC, you know filtration systems he's even saying like you can put people one next to each other because we'll have the herd immunity by that time where you can have every seat filled. Um, and that's exciting, right? Because it's a long way off, but there's that light, right? There's that date and that light at the end. Is and I think, I, I want to further on what Danielle said, but I also want to talk about that kind of light at the end of the tunnel. Like that is what I think a lot of us artists have needed is because we don't know 
there hasn't been a light for so long. You know, because mm-hmm. at first we were playing every other week, you know, there's a chance, there's a maybe. And then we just kind of collectively had to realize that, like, there is nothing we can do until there's some concrete things established. Mm-hmm. So we just had to take a back burner. So I think that's why it's important. Those those little bits of hope where he was just like, you know, you know vaccinations, mask, herd immunity. But, you know, he's like, eh, maybe, you know, good chances that we haven't had that much in so long. Yeah. So yeah. in the process, this and this happened uh, my years or next end of twenty twenty. Several uh, theater venues in New York, which several of the massive, large, massively large theater venues at that, um, and several articles I know they mentioned Ars Nova, which I've actually worked for before. Ars Nova, I want to say Highline Ballroom, and like two other Pier. Some Pier Fifty Five. I'm I'm misquoting them, but I know I know Ars Nova because I've worked for them. I was like, oh, I recognize them. But there are like three or four other major uh, theater venues or large venues. I shouldn't say they're specifically for theater, but large venues requested from uh, Governor Cuomo that they be allowed to have in-person theater performances. And this was 2020, so he said, no, I just don't think it's safe. The argument from those leaders at those venues were being like, we have the ability to social distance. Like, the Ars Nova Theater is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all, it's like, also, the like they're, they're, they talked about using convention centers and other venues, like uh, New York Comic Con is in a massive convention center over by the water near mm-hmm. Jersey, you know, and it's huge. It's yeah, take up, take up. But they're like, uh, we can it, yeah. set this up to have performances there where the audience can be socially distanced. And so mm-hmm. they were very hopeful for that. And the governor simply said no. However, update in his state of the state address, he mentioned, he was like, uh, we're actually looking for these venues to hold theater events. We're going to try to have pop-up events and performances throughout mm-hmm. the city where it can either be outdoor, but again, New York is still w- winter. But um, the goal is for this to start around March, so the weather will start to break by then, and it will take time to plan these things out. But the goal is that we will start having outdoor venues that can socially distance or even indoor venues that have the space adequately enough so people are not on top of each other. And this is like a far cry from what we have heard for nearly a year and a half now. So he's calling this his arts revival and um, it is very exciting. And to me, I don't know the ins and outs, but it sounds like he said no back at the end of 2020 and listened to what these people had to say and went back and said, okay, what can we do? Because also like, let's call a spade a spade. What we said at the beginning of the episode, New York needs the money. They need the revenue. And um, so we're going to have this thing called the Um, arts revival and it's not only going to take place in New York City although a large portion of it will but it's going to take place around the state Um, and it's going to be a public private partnership that's going to offer a series of statewide pop-up concerts and some of the people who are already signed on to do these are Amy Schumer, Chris Rock, Renee Fleming, Hugh Jackman It's also going to have a pilot program to begin exploring socially distanced performances that can be held safely in flexible venues. And it's working in partnership with the Mellon Foundation to distribute grants to put more than a thousand artists back to work and provide money to community artists, arts groups. 
Um, this is going to begin in March, which I think is exciting because it gives people time to rev up. It's the ability to have people begin to um, cast and work on any sort of what performance this may be. Oh, yeah. Put people back to work, right? Like, Jesse grants out, put the people back to work. Um, and it gives us also like something, not just artists, but the everyday New Yorker, something exciting to do and look forward to. I can go out and be part of some sort of cultural event or arts performance or something. That's it's, exciting. And it's also one of those things of like, because I am, I think I'm at a point where I can announce this and it not be a problem. I am paired with um, a government works grant, a government grant was given to a theater that I work with. And so we are partnering with like three other theater companies so that this money just doesn't stay with our theater that we can mm -hmm. go out and do. Granted, we're still virtual. We didn't get the approval to go in public yet because our project has to start sooner than this project will. But so we are virtual, but like the fact that like, as a whole, we are being seen again is what I'm enjoying and is what I'm excited for is that like these programs are the, there is the intention to pair with theater companies and other artist groups to make it not just like, yes, they listed those big names because it's, you know, it's a big promotion, but the fact that they're like, we're going to work with local artist groups that, you know, they know the theater, they know who's been out of work in these towns, you know, and I do like, it's a wide variety mm -hmm. of people within the, the creative arts that have been affected. Like if you just look at that list, Renee Fleming has touched on Broadway, but she's an opera singer. The opera community, same as theater, live theater, they, they got hit hard. Chris Rock, numerous things, but he's a stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedians have also been hit hard. No one's going to comedy clubs. I miss them. I really do miss comedy clubs. You know, but like- I do that, too. I love going to a comedy show. Right, like so- <laughs> When there's a, a wide variety, I think I, when you say, we say theater arts, and I think people just think of us, you know, doing our Hamilton things, but it's not just that, you know, it is a lot of the creative arts, like, again, stagehands, set dressers, props people, you know, like all mm -hmm. of them, they too have been out of work, unless they were able to squeeze onto film and television, and even with that, like I have friends, we have friends working in film and television, those sets are still small, you know, I worked on a probably yeah, person set right. a year ago. That's not happening right now. These sets have strenuous, trust me, I've no, seen we were just, contracts. They're crazy right now. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this before we started. Like, you know, they're, they're not using extras the way that they were, if they're using extras at all. A lot of productions are just like, we're going to use who we have and that's it, right? Um a lot of people who were on crew, you know, there it's skeleton crews right now, you know, and it's, it's uh, roles that were written that were supposed to be reoccurring or guest roles or arc roles that, you know, things like that, right. That those, those roles went away, right. Like there is no money or ability to bring another person on to work a couple of weeks and then leave. Right. So it's like, so what everyone's suffering. It's the big thing now is that you will be, put on standby unpaid standby which is already yeah you'll be put on unpaid standby they will clear you to get a COVID test you will get a COVID test and they will let you know if they need you anytime during that week that they have you on standby. yeah and yeah. it's nothing like it's one of those things of like 
someone couldn't get their COVID test, you're on today. Come in, make what money you can. Well, they right. got their test and they're, you know, you're off the rest of the week. And that's like, that's like super, you know, that's super stressful because it used to just be like, you get it, you book something and that's it. You don't have to worry about it the last minute it gets taken away from you. I, I do want to quickly say I reading a, I was reading a, a different article and I misspoke. I believe that this article is correct in saying that it's actually going to be February that they're going to beginning be beginning this initiative. So there'll be performances of um, or cultural events beginning in February, and it's going to end with the uh, accumulation of the beginning of the uh, Tribeca Film Festival, which is in June. And I heard that also is the whole like we might by June like we can have more things, you know, like, and um, so, oh, here, let me read this. So it's going to be the New York Arts Revival Project will offer more than 100 performances in parks, public plazas, museums, theaters, backs of trucks across the state. The programming will be overseen by multiple dis multidisciplinary artist Zach Winokur. Um, and it will accumulate with the 20th anniversary in June of the Tribeca Film Festival, which will be also opening with Little Island, which is a new 2.7 acre public park on Pier 55. Um, so there's a lot of exciting things, again, not just theater, right? But like, not just theater and film, those are big parts of it. But like, we're opening parks, we're opening venues, right? Um, so I think like that's really and exciting it occurs um, to me that like as our non-new york listeners it when you are a new yorker in particular those summer months but it happens throughout the year like movie in the park concert oh, in the park one of my and they're free. They're, so they're right our, our taxes pay for this so they're free to us right. one of the best concerts i've ever been to in my life had to be jasmine sullivan in central park Mm. I was standing in line with my friends. We were all like cracking jokes. The wait wasn't even that terribly long. And it was a phenomenal concert that was completely free. So like those yeah. are just a part of the New York culture. A lot of times is to go see movies in the, is to go see concerts in the park or like movies in the park. I'm pretty sure Danielle and our other friends dragged us all the way down to Greenpoint to watch Waiting for Guffman or. Oh, I don't know. it's just like. Wait, There's just all these so... wonderful experiences. Oh, no, we went one time. This is a fun note. We went to Fort Greene, and it was, it was. best in show. Yeah. And they told everyone, bring your dog. So just imagine it's like a beautiful, sunny evening. The sun's gone down, so it's not that hot. Like, you can bring drinks with you, food. You're with your friends, drinking and eating, watching best in show. And then people have all of their dogs around you. Like friendly. it was. It's just like the best. And it really is. I mean, it really truly is. Like, that's one of my favorite things about New York during the summer is like the movies in the park and the free concerts in the park. And, you know, there's so much going on. So to begin kind of this excitement now, um, I also read that like some of the spaces being used, which I'm super um, excited about. Oh, let me try to find it because it was like really cool. Some of the spaces they're going to use. Um Oh, okay. They're going to be using Park Avenue Armory, Harlem Stage, St. Anne's Warehouse, and the National Black Theater and Shed, and the Shed, which is at um, Hudson Yards, which is a really interesting space. These are, like, also really cool venues that maybe I wouldn't normally get to go to, and now there's this, like, 
really awesome, exciting, like arts and entertainment thing like, happen. These things, like I've had, there are festivals. There are so many festivals that happen, like at outside venues, also throughout the summer. Like, yeah. And so, I, I, the reason why I think it's important that that again, the governor of our state brought this up from his perspective. We kind of talked about this before we were recording. Financially, New York needs these things. Mm-hmm. They just simply do. They make up too much of our eco- uh, of our economy in New York State as a whole. But also for the heart of its people, like New Yorkers are artists in some ways, shape or fashion. Mm-hmm. Rarely is a person in New York City and don't touch the arts in some way. They may be arts mm-hmm. adjacent, but they're, you know, it could be as simple as like, I think of, oh my God, why am I blanking on their name? Sardis. It's a restaurant that all they, they do caricature drawings of Broadway artists, you know, that are really popular mm-hmm. at the time. And they're just a restaurant that does character drawings. But that restaurant hasn't been the same because people are not going there because they're not going to the theater first. Mm. You and know? I have to tell you, that got me thinking. So when I, you know, I have my my friends, my group of people, most of them are, you know, arts or arts adjacent in some way. I have friends who aren't as well. But I have to say that got me thinking that when I started dating um, Alex, my boyfriend, right? I never really thought about this, but like Alex works in design, right? In the arts, him and it, you know, him and his, his business partner. But like, I remember meeting all of like his friends for the first time. And a lot of them, like they do other cool stuff like design or like one of his friends, like she works for this like math, like meditation group and like they like go to these like really cool spaces and lead like meditations or you know like one of them's like an interior uh uh not interior um like a decorative painter and she's like amazing and a lot of them and those who don't like those who don't work in the arts to some degree they love going to concerts like they're the they're the group of people that are like always at shows right i just think that we took for granted what a big role the arts play in new york and taken away in every which way basically and i i i uh, furthering your point about just like concerts and meeting people that are so adjacent like i like i have so many weird sets of friends because of the crazy jobs i've worked but like i or i've worked with a lot of musicians that will like play in the pit or the band for a musical but then like they're like, oh, I actually have a regular standing gig every Thursday at this, you know, club out it or this club or this bar out in Brooklyn. Come here as play. Like, that sounds very TV-ish, but that is, in fact, a very real thing that happens in New York all the time, you know, where you just have people that are like, you know, this pays my bills, but I actually love this club gig, you know, like for a friend of uh, ours birthday, we went to a, a uh, 70s funk cover band out in Brooklyn that like their average starting time was midnight, you know, yeah. for like her birthday. Great oh, and it's Great so, time. like that's what I, right, like that's what I think. That's all, those are all artists. Yeah. Those are all people that are not working because of the pandemic. And so like, those are the people that I, I, I want to, I want everyone to realize are part of this giant collective push that haven't been working, that are missing our funds, you know, all those local bands, you know, uh, I think we've mentioned on the show, be- show before, uh, Sleep No More, which is like a theatrical experience. Oh, it's like one of my Sleep favorite no things just has a jazz that walks Oh my God. Singing. We've gone for Daniel's birthday. It's amazing. Everyone should go. Her and I have been a couple it's times. Like, I'm obsessed. 
this beautiful, gorgeous jazz singer just hasn't been singing because the work's not there, you know? So there's, yeah. there's those type of moments that like are talked about that are largely publicized, that are small group publicized. Like, I don't know if people know this, but every year there's a swing dance competition that happens all throughout New York. Yeah, and like half of this like outside the swing yeah. one, it's very cool. It's very, it's very interesting. There's like, I, I have friends that are dancers that go to salsa and ballroom like nights at clubs, let alone like competitions. Oh yeah, so fun. Just like so fun, but that's the thing is like, again, like these aren't even necessarily like our, um, you know, your people who work in arts and entertainment. These are your just like, I work in finance or I'm a teacher or whatever, you know, like our point being that again, I think that every single New Yorker you were to pass and ask like, what, how do you feel about there not being the arts in any which way, right? Like (laughs) no movies, no theater, no swing dance competitions, no salsa nights out at the cool bar, no like underground funk band playing at this dive bar, you know, in South no Hill, right? Like, of my I miss that. Random band. Cause like that is something New York is infamous for. Like an artist of all kinds get into it. I think it was Hauser. Hauser did a pop-up concert in the subway one time. It's and- just so cool. You know, or who was it? Was it Taylor Taylor Swift did like a random pop up somewhere in Queens? Like, it's just oh, like yeah. it's like that. That is just so common, and it's such a part of our culture that fourteen had been missing for so long, and no hope when it was to return. Those little moments, let alone the big moments, it was very disheartening. And so to hear that, like, it's on the horizon. Like people understand and see that those things have been missing. So not only do we want to get these artists back to work. We also want to feed the heart of our people. You know, me and Danielle work in education because I can't speak for all of the states in the United States, but after working in three of them, three of them, four of them, three or four of them, New York has a very clear understanding of the importance that arts plays on its students across the board, which is why there are so many arts programs there. And which is why, like I said, it's why me and Danielle have jobs, you know, because they have a clear understanding that music and drawing and, and graphic arts and graphic design and all those artistic endeavors make up the foundation for strong citizens that, you know, whether they stay in the arts or not. Yeah. New York is such a musical city, you know, so for there to not be music, you know, for there to not be graffiti art, you know, like there was a whole petition out in oh. Brooklyn about a graffiti wall that got painted over and that graffiti wall had been there longer than most people in the neighborhood. And so people were like protesting that a graffiti wall got painted over, you know, right. because it just was a part of the makeup of the city. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I mean, I'm really... I understand the financial need for something like this. Um, and I, it's, it's upsetting that it got to that point, but I am excited to see that um, there was some behind the scenes planning and excitement that went into this. I think that all of the big names that are associated with this New York um, art survival uh they are people who are here for New York and the arts and anyone who works in them. Um, so that's exciting to it me. I'm excited of... to go out and experience oh, yeah. like real art again. Like you can't even go. I mean, actually, I was going to say you can't go to a museum, but you actually can go to a museum in New York now. You just oh. have to like reserve a time and it's like time stamped, 
which is wonderful, but you couldn't go to a museum for a while. And it, well, it just makes me think of, like, New York is such a, three moments, follow me here. The first, being <laughs> being with my family in Georgia, and whenever they hear me, I've, like, had, I haven't been able to be in the city like I want to because of, like, pandemic, short answer. But, like, every time I see the city in something, my heart just aches to be back in my home. And if you haven't seen the movie Soul, oh my it God. is a love letter to New York City. It is oh, a total love letter to New York oh. City. That's all I'm going to say. But it's a total love letter to New York City. And my mm. family asked me, they were like, you did, we, we are your siblings. We know you weren't raised in New York. But when you talk about that city, like, you just get such passion again. And I go, well, first of all, it's a city that, like, beats you up so much that if you can survive there they're not lying it is cliche if you can make it there you can make it anywhere that is a very real thing which is why i know i felt that way and there have been several moments um from big name artists where they have talked about their love for new york city and how it hurts and that it's not what it is right now and i think of a video posted last year sometime in the mess of 2020 where glenn close oh my god and she talked oh. about how she was like, I always felt like, you know, even if I go to Hollywood and my career never grows anything, I could always come home to New York because they mm-hmm. were always so kind for me. They made me work for it. But like the love and passion and drive for New York City, it just like it warms her heart, you know. Mm-hmm. But there have been several other artists that have said that same thing. That Like if I hadn't done the gruelingness of New York. I wouldn't have gone into film and television because I wouldn't have made my bones in New York, you know, and there are lots of, lots of prominent actors, producers, directors that started in New York that started doing, you know, off Broadway or, you know, uh, again, all these people like Cynthia Riva were like, we had our first in theater, you guys, mm-hmm. you know, like, so there's a lot of artists again, that they, they, they cut their teeth in New York. And I think, yeah. And like I said, so that's why I'm excited for this, because I know all those people that started in New York are going to come back to even if it's just like I'm going to show up to do a concert because I know what this city means to me. And it has to be here. It needs to be here for the next generation. It needs to be for the next group. And that's what I get excited for thinking about, you know, these those concerts again, let alone like the work. Yes, I want to produce. Yes, I want to choreograph like we know that. But I'm excited for those moments of like. A street fair where, you know, artisans that make jewelry and beads are like lining the streets of 78th Street or whatever. Yeah. And we're, you know, oh, I was going to head home, but now I'm going to go walk through the street fair and buy custom jewelry I mean, or paint. It, it's you know, so like, real. Those, those are the things I want back. And that's something like I'm excited when I see someone like, um, you know, like Chris Rock's name associated mm-hmm. with, um, with this because he is a New Yorker and he's from New York. Um, he's even spoken during the pandemic multiple times during Cuomo's press conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's exciting to have New Yorkers on it. I, I think that having it end with the Tribeca Film Festival is amazing. That's so iconic. It's basically run, like, let's be honest. It's basically run by Robert De Niro, who is a New Yorker. Um, so yes, he's another hardcore New Yorker. Um, so I'm with you, Tony, where it's like, I'm excited to do work, but I'm excited to just go see work, to see people out and buzzing. And like, I said this to someone earlier today, I was texting with someone like, you tell me I got to wear a mask though, but I get to see a show. Okay, fine. Yeah. 
Like I'm in that group that's like, I've already been doing it now for almost a year. I've got my cute little purple mask on, right. get my cute little mask chain, have it match my outfit and let's go. Like what's, you know, at this point it is what it is. And, and I um, also just like prior to shutdown, I was like, I like was part of one of my resolutions was just to, it wasn't a New Year's resolution, just to, I want to be a better person, go see more of the art that's being created. And mm -hmm. so, yes, I would go see Broadway shows, but I would, like, make it a point to go see off-Broadway shows or regional theaters. Like, me and Daniel were making a point to go see dance shows and little things like that. Like, I finally, for the first chance in forever, got to see Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake with the, the mm -hmm. all-male Swan Lake for my birthday right before shutdown. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, it's one of those things of, like, that i'm ready for all of that art yeah. back and flowing again and i'm happy that the people and politicians that are currently in place in our state um heard us heard you know heard, okay. heard the companies heard that we are dying for outside venues heard that we're dying to go back to work to do just what we love yeah and i will to say you know we talked on our last episode about vision boards and year's resolutions and i said mine was to create and this just makes me more excited to create work it really does because it feels like more stuff is happening now and things oh, are returning yeah. and we're moving and grooving so it makes me more excited to create um so yeah I mean we'll keep everyone updated on it I mean I'm like ready to go once you know they start listing out what's going on where things are happening I'll definitely be out and um checking things out and and you know giving money to people and things that are really important that I want to support and believe in um yeah I'm excited I'm just I'm just really I wasn't expecting to see that or hear about this Same. um so I'm very happy well that's it for us the curtain has closed on this episode but we hope that you will join us next week and every week after that episodes come out every Thursday don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. On all of your favorite podcast apps. We are at PYT on all social media platforms. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, The Adventures of an NYC Dance Teacher. <laughs>